0: And welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're live in the Farm Bureau Studios in downtown Starkville. The month of August has rolled through. State had his second football scrimmage yesterday. And Charlie, I guess today's one of those days we just go back to our roots. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had Steve Smith and Lee Van Horn talking about the NIL. Last week we talked to Roy Oswald on Sunday Coffee. And one of the things that we got to talking about was how the Sunday coffee started, and this is kind of how it started. It's just two guys sitting around a table, and I know we have a lot of listeners, a lot of new listeners out there, and we get texts and tweets, and I know you do too, direct messages. Hey, I'm just now finding the show, and hey, guys, I've, I've gone back and listened to just about everything, and this is how we got started on Sunday coffee. It was after the LSU game last year when we just said, hey, let's meet for coffee, and let's just record it. Just two guys talking about sports. And that's kind of where we are this morning.
1: Well, and in fairness, when we started after LSU, we were excited. Yes. Okay, we just wanted to be able to talk about it. Well, then the next week we were like, <laughs> well, do we really want to roll out of bed after the
0: Arkansas game?
1: <laughs> and I think what we decided was, I mean, we were a little bit of phony, right? If you, yeah. uh, if you won't show up for the losses, but you're here to spike the football after the wins. Yeah, that was the premise of this show. It was not so much an interview show or anything. We'd do that during the week. But just to get around and be two guys, talk about Mississippi State.
0: And just kind of going forward, what the schedule looks like for us, we're probably about a week and a half away. That first day of September is where we're looking for our first out-of-left field show during the middle of the week. It'll be on WFCA 107.9. It's a 100,000-watt station. Covers about a third of the state of Mississippi. We'll be on there on Wednesday nights in the fall. Of course, they have some up college football coverage, some junior college football coverage they do on Thursday night. So we're normally on Thursday. We move to Wednesday during the football season. And then Charlie and I have also talked about how this coming year we're going to do a Friday show just to preview the weekend, and we've got some great sponsors lined up there. Two brothers is going to be involved right there. And of course, we've got a lot of great things we're looking forward to on our Friday show. And then, of course, we'll come back on Sunday to put the wraps on the weekend for our Sunday coffee. Now, we're brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House. Strange Brew, it's kind of interesting when we started talking about Sunday coffee. It usually turned out we would walk down to Strange Brew Coffee House or drive down before we came to the studios and get Strange Brew to talk about. Sunday coffee.
1: You were just trying to imply some exercise there. I like that.
0: I was implying exercise, but it just didn't didn't happen. And so Strange Brew Coffee House, three locations. They've got two here in Startwell, one in Tupelo, churning spoon ice cream. That's where I usually
1: end up with the kids. Have you done the homemade Pop-Tarts, by the way? I have not. Oh, my goodness. Well, yes, yeah, the- so they make their own Pop-Tarts, and they're not always there. But when they are, go past the scones. I know that's your thing. I know you're a muffin guy. I'm telling you right now, the Pop-Tart, it's, it's worth it. Here's the thing
0: what I will do. Sometimes you're always looking for that quiet spot that you hope no one can find you, that you can get a little bit of work done, you can send some emails, you can pound out some work, and I always find that on the second floor at yes, Strange Brew. All the time. Just a quiet way to knock some things out. If you're a student just looking for a a quick place to study real quick, get away from that roommate, the second floor, get yourself a a cup of coffee and head up there. And so we're brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House, two locations, one downtown here in Startwell on University Drive, just a stone's throw from the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown. And then once again, the original, the old Maroons, the old Woodies right there on Highway 12 in Startwell, and then in Tupelo at Brupelo. So I talked to Greg Ellis, said he went by there just about every day. He called to confirm with me later this week that, yes, I do go by there just about every day. And so, Charlie, today, you know, last couple of weeks when we were talking about NIL, everybody thinks that is going to be shifted so much toward baseball with Mississippi State, and that has an ability to really – enhance the program and then last week we talked to to Roy Oswald about the the championship series and about him going into the Astros Hall of Fame and so just final thoughts on baseball real quick we're in the month of August right now baseball is in the rearview mirror and now we kind of get ready for football
1: yes you're ready to to pivot away
0: ready before we
1: do before we put the stamp in the ground and say it's football season I think a couple of things number one it's great to see Chris Lamonas get another Coach of the Year award. I go back. It's so interesting to me how many people throughout the year say, man, I just don't know about Chris Lamonas. What's not to know about Chris Lamonas? Because that guy, you don't think of him, do you, as the classic coach. I think more like manager. I think major league type manager, a guy that pushes buttons, moves around. And I was talking to a friend of mine last night. And he said, what's your favorite thing about Chris Lamonas?" And I said he doesn't give up on guys. If you want to beat your way back to the top of the pile, you can with him. And I go back to guys in the World Series, your Tanner Leggett, your Braylon Skinner, guys who are making big plays that you hadn't seen in a while. And so I love the fact that he doesn't give up on guys.
0: Hey, this has been a fun ride. But there are negatives that come with fun rides. Yes. Is You play later in the season. You get finished at the end of June. You don't have a summer and you kind of wonder and you worry about guys who don't have a chance to get away because now all of a sudden kids are back on campus, baseball's starting right back, the guys went off to the Cape Cod League and different summer leagues, and now you're right back at it after you won a national championship. And so you kind of wonder because one of the hardest things to do, especially if you win something for the first time, and I saw it with the 2014 team right after the 2013 run of going to the championship series, that f- The start of the 14 season is very, very tough as far as getting mentally back into the grind because you just exited the biggest grind you've ever had.
1: You see it all the time in Major League Baseball. In fact, they talk about it, that hangover. You see it in football. You know, They talk about winning the Super Bowl and the hangover effect that carries over. That's the second thing that I wanted to kind of put the stamp on. Don't be surprised if at the beginning of next year we aren't coming out winning 15 straight to win to start the season, because that's kind of where we are in our mind now. We're the top of the pile. We got to play like it. But if you think back across this season, there were some bad days in there, and there were some good days. There were some bad ones too. It was a team that just kind of stayed even keel for whatever reason. Though now that we've won it, so many people I talked to. We're going to walk through the season next year. I'm like, wait a minute. You lose Rowdy Jordan. You lose Tanner Allen. You lose Houston Harding. You lose Will Bednar. You lose Christian McLeod and Scotty DeBrule. Tell me again how great we're going to be. Now, you got some great guys. Don't don't misunderstand me. But it's still a process. And I think if anything this year has showed us is that with baseball, you just can't let a bad weekend send you in the tank as a fan mentally because it's a marathon, man.
0: And I think back to baseball and what we said before the season started, and this is how I kind of want to make that pivot into football. We thought we were going to be good. You looked at our lineup, and you said with the Tanner Allens, with the Rowdy Jordans, and with Will Bednar, and with Landon Sims, who we got a a brief look at last year in 2020, that shortened season, that we thought we had a chance to be really good. You knew you were going to be deep. You knew you were going to have more pitchers than you ever had before. And you just wondered how good you were going to be because – It doesn't matter how good we think we are going to be. It's also relative to how good Alabama is going to be or how good Arkansas is going to be or how good LSU is going to be. And so I look at the scrimmages in football and look at preseason scrimmages. Is this your pivot point? This is my pivot point. So baseball's done? I segued into
1: that and I put baseball to bed very, very quickly. You feel good about that? I mean, is it time to move on, really? I'm telling you right now, we have a bad week against Louisiana Tech. We're going to be back in here and you know why want I w- to talk about fall baseball. And Here's why I want to go to football
0: is because now pumpkin spice is on the shelves. That's, that's the big debate I have going right now in a text group is when is the appropriate time for pumpkin spice? There isn't one. Well, that's one of the views is one of the group that does not like anything to do with pumpkin spice. Doesn't matter if it's in October or if it's in November. And so when is the appropriate time for Pumpkin Spice? Samuel Adams puts out the Oktoberfest. When do you see that? When do you get into the fall mode? You know, our good friend Junior Miller, I like old Junior. Junior says that the worst day of the year is the second Tuesday in August. And the reason the second Tuesday in August, because first of all, August is the hottest month. And your past summer vacations, it's hot It's miserable. Monday, you've got a lot of energy on Monday. Wednesday is hump day. Tuesday is just that day that's just in there, you know. And, hey, let's narrow it down. 2 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, you've got a belly full from lunch. you still got a long way to go before 5 o'clock. So, you know, his thoughts are 2 o'clock on the second Tuesday of August is the actual worst time of year. And so I think there's no
1: baseball, there's no football yet.
0: No, so once you get past that point, I think you're
1: on the downhill slide. So we're we're where we need to be now. We are exactly where we need to be. What do they call this in football this week coming up for Leach? It's the mock week or something like that. It's basically dress rehearsal week, right? Yes. So they're going to go through this week as if it were a game week.
0: Is this the week that they go out to the stadium? When they go through their pregame exercises. Yeah, I think when so. When you run out of the tunnel, make sure nobody trips. We've had that happen before. Remember that.
1: Man, we did it in uh, Pee Wee football. First game ever. Fifth <laughs> grade. We're all excited. Cheerleaders <laughs> have the run-through sign. Do you remember this First out here, though? Balls.
0: Was Dan the coach? Wasn't Dan the coach? Was it was... the shorts day? No, it was not the shorts day.
1: I vaguely remember that. I what? try to put bad memories out of my mind, Bart. But I will
0: say this, for, for somebody who's – who's been in the tunnel when the smoke goes flying, you are trusting that guy in front of you to get out of the way because you can't see anything at all. And so when you're running out onto the field and the guy stops, and then all of a sudden you, you start falling down. That's how you end up on, at that time, dead spin. So looking at football, did you go to the scrimmage yesterday?
1: No, I do not do scrimmages. And I don't do much preseason practice. And you're going to say, why – and I'm going to tell you why. Well, here
0: is my thought: is I don't want me to tell you why. I, I will ask you why in a minute. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I've always said the same thing, and I almost I'm very timid of telling you the truth this morning. Is yesterday I was uh, I was somewhat bored, so I decide I'm going to go over to Davis Wade Stadium, and I am going to get in an obscure place because I really don't want to talk to anybody. I was just in that frame of mind yesterday. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. And so I got over in the corner and I watched about 30 minutes. I didn't see anybody. Hopefully nobody saw me. But anyway, I watched a little bit of the scrimmage and here's what I came away with thinking. Yes, there are some great points out there. Yes, there were some negatives, but you know what the feeling I had? If we want to go back and bring it back to baseball, I felt like I was at a fall baseball scrimmage because it's all circumstantial. If Somebody throws a bad pass, okay, who was the receiver? Who was the right tackle? There's just so many moving variables in a fall scrimmage or in fall practice or in spring practice or in fall baseball. There's so many variables out there. And so you you really can't get a good feel. I I always leave there. We talked about Missouri last year being vegetable lasagna. I mean, I always feel vegetable lasagna when I leave a scrimmage.
1: Well, I think for me a couple of things. Number one, I go back to fall. And I can't tell you how many times I've sat around and heard people in October say, boy, this baseball team is going to be great. I'm like, how do you know? So, well, Will, we're really hitting the ball. So, well, those are our guys throwing it. And they say, well, we can really hit. We can really feel. We, well, that's relative to something, and it just happens to be relative to us. And so we're really good at beating each other. The question becomes, what's happening in Tuscaloosa? What's happening in Athens? What's happening in College Station? They're all doing the same thing. They're all playing each other, and somebody's hitting home runs, and somebody's striking people out, and they're all getting excited. But ultimately, you have to face off against each other. The other thing, I think, for me, to bring it squarely back to football, is I think almost every year you can go through and hear this storyline coming out of fall practice. This is not unique to Mississippi State. This isn't at all a comment on our riders one bit. But there's always a storyline that never proves to be true. There's always this receiver, man, guys, you can't believe how good this guy's going to be. And he doesn't play. Ultimately, it's not real life at some level. It's guys getting ready. You can look at people and be like, well, man, our quarterback only completed 10 of 20 or 10 of 18 or whatever. But what you don't know is what positions are the coaches trying to put that guy in. You can help a guy have good numbers if you want to. And sometimes you go out there and practice with a mindset, all right, in this drive, we aren't taking these checkdowns. We aren't taking the intermediate routes. To use the old badden terms, we're just calling up four verticals. Yeah. you know. And so all that goes into the stats. Well, you didn't know that we were in a two-minute desperation offense or what happened. My big thing is you just have to wait and see. The other thing, honestly, that kind of makes me roll my eyes a little bit about fall football in terms of people evaluating – is there is a storyline out there, and it's being put out by our coaches, that we have a quarterback competition. We don't have a quarterback competition. We don't. Will Rogers is your quarterback, period. And much like I would say to the fans of the Dallas Cowboys, not the Mississippi State kind. I'm talking the old-school Bob Lilly guys, okay? The guys who are like, man, we need – get rid of Prescott and get Dick Foles in here or whatever. The guys that call the post-game show. Yes, those guys. Man, Dak just can't get it done. Dak Prescott's your quarterback, and if he's not, you're in trouble because then you got Garrett Gilbert, okay? That's not great. Did I ever
0: tell you about the time I called the Dallas Cowboy post-game show?
1: Didn't you use an alias?
0: I used an alias from Hideaway. All I remember is I was from Hideaway, but I can't remember the name I
1: used. But it was a really good comment. But go ahead. I saw sorry. So, my point of that is there's no quarterback competition. And think back on our lifetime, Bart. Okay, so when we had John Bond, there was the group that wanted Tim Parrington. When we had Sleepy Robinson, there was a group who wanted Plump. Until right? we had like 12
0: plays inside the 10-yard line.
1: But go ahead. <laughs> Same thing. And so, you go through all these guys. You know, we had Derek Tate, and then we wanted Matt Wyatt. Actually, we just wanted somebody to throw a Derek Moulds. That's that, exactly right? what I wanted. I wanted somebody to throw a Derek Moulds. <laughs> go back to that bowl game. And so, but th- there's always this fascination with the next guy. We can do it forever. And look, Sawyer Robertson may very well be our starting quarterback one day. This just isn't that day. If this team is going to be successful, number two is going to have to be your quarterback, and he's going to have to have success. I go back
0: to your point about you never know the situations. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about the targets of Will Rogers last year. And when you start getting in depth about how many targets are inside of 10 yards down the field, when you get out in a scrimmage and you finally get in full speed ones versus ones, that's the time to work on. Okay, are we going to work on that 15-yard in the middle of the field? Are we going to work on that 20-yard down the right sideline? Are you trying to find spots to get better at and those are the things you don't know and are unknowns. And I go back to the point, which we were talking about a minute ago, just because we, and I think this, I, I really believe this with all my heart, with talking to people and seeing yesterday, I think our ones versus ones, I think we are exponentially better this year than we were last year. And I'm not trying to create any kind of expectations.
1: I like how you leave it at ones. That implies that you have some concerns about the twos.
0: Well, then you get to the point of if you get guys injured, and in this game, in this league, it's going to happen. Think about us last year in some parts of the season where we were trotting out guys out there who just weren't ready in the secondary. And everybody would tell you that. Most of them. You look at the Georgia game when they just go all verticals and JT Daniels was just throwing over the top. We had some guys on the field – not just in the secondary, who probably were not ready. That's not to say they're not going to be good. So I'll say all that to say this. If we get past the ones, then the question marks begin to jump up. And how good are you going to be from a depth situation? I think we're going to be good ones versus ones. Now, everything is so relative right now. We get down yesterday, first drive, had a pick in the end zone, to stop a drive on that first drive. And Mike Leach said afterwards, he says, hey, our defense was really good in the red zone. I mean, it was really good in the red zone. And I and I think our defense is going to be really good in the red zone. So then all of a sudden the question becomes, okay, is our red zone defense going to be better than LSU's red zone defense? Is it going to be better than Auburn's red zone defense? I mean, there, there's just – you can't stop the questions. And so that's why I choose to live a very nice, easygoing life And just kind of remove
1: myself from it. So let me give you some things from the scrimmage that if you are inclined to be the half-empty guy, if you were the guy that... Why are we always half-empty? I felt like my comment a minute ago was half-empty. But you go ahead.
0: It's protective.
1: It is protective. It's a protective mechanism. You have learned that over the years, if you let the Bulldogs (laughs) get your hopes up, they can crush them in a hurry.
0: Hey, speaking of, you talked about the quarterbacks and everybody liking the second-team quarterback. What would you say if... Mike Leach put his second team quarterback out there the third series. Remember that? Remember when oh, Coach Shaky Cheryl?
1: Cheryl? Yeah, remember that. That was that was a Sparky deal, wasn't it? I think it was a Sparky deal that the third series he wanted to go like second team offense because I remember we go and we're like in the bowl game and we're rolling Darren Clark out there.
0: You know, we may score in the first two drives, and then here comes Rodney Hudson out
1: third drive. You know, Rodney Hudson did not last that long. He had an affinity for bicycles. Eh, well. But Other was, people's bicycles, <laughs> <my> unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> think back, though. There's your classic deal. I mean, I was the guy. I was the college guy. Man, we got this new option quarterback. Put him in there. And he and was like, what, what, top
0: five in the nation recruit? Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's just no way to know. I'm sorry. Going back to your going back to your negative side, half-empty side.
1: No, so if you were a guy who says Mike Leach can't win here, Mike Leach is hard-headed. Mike Leach is stubborn. Here's what I saw from the stats yesterday. Inside the red zone, we ran the football yesterday. And Will Rogers actually scored on a quarterback read. All right, so he makes the read, walks in untouched. So, maybe. The other thing that you can take from it, too, is you go back and you look. Last year, Austin Williams' depth of target, his average depth of target, was 5.8 yards. So, basically, if we're trying to throw the football to Austin Williams, he's not even six yards down the field. I saw yesterday he had at least two catches over 30 yards. And so you go back to what are you working on in practice? Maybe that's one of the things you're working on.
0: Not working on a curl route or a short crossing route. You're just trying to figure out a way to get him in the secondary with the safeties. And so that's kind of where I am with football right now. It's hard to believe that football is here. I mean, we're right around the corner. Louisiana Tech's coming in here in a couple of weeks now. We're inside of two weeks to go to
1: football season. All right, Bart, so if I were to tell you, hey, we're going to have a good year, what do you think is the biggest thing you'd want to see to verify that? What do you think is the thing that's going to make that true or false on this team?
0: Yeah, Mike, Leach said this yesterday, and I'm a firm believer in this. I think everything starts with your offensive line. I think it all starts with your offensive line. How good is your offensive line going to be? Is it going to be exponentially better? Now you snap the ball? Yeah, I think so. You know, Sharp, they moved him over to center. And, you know, yesterday Lashley wasn't playing, and so then they moved Cam Jones from a guard out to tackle. And so you go back to the point of sometimes if you're just a little nicked up, you don't play in a scrimmage, which you would have played in a game. So now you've got fruit basket turnover a little bit in your offensive line yesterday, especially early on. And I think the offensive line has to be better for you to be good because the offensive line is the spine. It is, it is the backbone of anything you want to do. Does your quarterback have time to throw the football? Do your receivers have time to get off the ball and get separation? It's all about timing. And do you have time to run this offense? And to me, that's the whole key. Think about what a difference a half second can make in football. Amazing a half second. A half second could be a tip ball. It could be a, a pick six going the other way. But here's the thing too, Charlie. You know, a lot of quarterbacks will tell you this if you don't have a lot of confidence up front, then you're looking quicker than you normally would look. You know, if if I know in the, it's always in the back of your mind. It's like going in against a defense in basketball against Jarvis Venardo. He may not block my shot, but it's always in the back of my mind. As a quarterback, when you take the ball, one Mississippi one, one Mississippi two, one Mississippi three, it's in the back of your mind. You may have Complete, utter protection. And everybody in the stand, the 55,000 people are sitting there going, hey, he's got all time, all day to throw. But in the back of his mind, he may not know that. He doesn't see the backside. And so if, you know, if, if you're if you getting chased for your life on every other play, it affects you on the plays that you do have time to throw the football.
1: One of the things John Cohen used to make his infielders do was walk around with stopwatches. And basically, you had to know what four seconds felt like. You had to know, because the ball better be to first by then and on a ground ball. There's that clock going off in a quarterback's head, exactly what you're saying. And you may have time to throw, but the first thing in your head is, I better get rid of this thing if you don't trust that guy working on the backside. The thing I want to see, we spent a lot of time over the past year kind of breaking down the Mike Leach offense and saying, we didn't score as many points as we wanted to last year. Why? Well, we didn't have spring. We didn't have time to put it in. We didn't have time for the guys to sync up. That's an issue on defense, too. I'm interested to see how much better our defense is going to be. Last year at this time, we thought they were going to be awful, and they turned out to be really good. But when you talk about installing a scheme, the same thing happens on defense. I I think it's amazing that our defense was as good as it was, as fast as it was, As depleted as it was, when you look at the circumstances, I think, look, we've already got some injuries, but Zach Arnett's got more cards to play with this year, and I'm going to be really interested to see what he can do.
0: You've got a good baseline. That's the good thing is I feel good about the baseline. I feel good about I I think we've got enough guys coming back on the offensive line. I think we've got enough guys coming back on defense who have been around the program and understand. I I think you're, you're working with a good base. And there's not a lot of unknowns. That's the positive. And one of the things that when you're in the construction world or in the forestry world, you want to take care of the unknowns. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have equipment. You've got to have good equipment from the start.
1: We uh, need like a little sound that plays when you're engaging in your So I, <laughs> I like this.
0: Okay. All right. Tracks Plus, T-R-A-X, Tracks Plus. And so many people say, hey, what's Tracks Plus do? Tracks Plus is equipment for the forestry world, for the construction world. They've got the barco equipment for the forester, for the guy that can get in there and get all the those pine trees out. If you somebody coming in, somebody's going to log out and take out your hardwoods, and the, you'll see that barco
1: equipment just roll on in there and get it out in a hurry. Hey, I want to know something. Uh-huh. So I have a I have a driveway issue. I've got, got a gravel drive I'm working on, okay? Okay. Do they have – got a little erosion, I need to recut my – Ditch on the side. Can they give me what I need?
0: Got a bulldozer, man. They got bulldozers. Can They're... they
1: drive it for me?
0: Sure. Okay. You can, you can always find somebody <laughs> to drive it for you. You know, excav- excavators, bulldozers, whatever you need in the construction world, that sany equipment that they have is is top-notch as well. And i tell you what, if you're looking, if you're in the market, if you're a, a guy that works in the woods and cutting trees, look at their barco equipment. Call our friend Chris Weems. He's down in Hickory, uh, Hickory at the – I twenty Hickory exit, and then they have a new location between Starkville and Columbus on Highway eighty two, and so they're they're selling equipment like crazy right now. We talk about our show kind of exploding, and it's funny, you know. This time last year, it seemed like every show that we started, we're like, man, we're just growing. Golly, thank y'all, we're growing. Now it's to the point of this is just this is nuts. This hey, this is nuts, and we appreciate all of you.
1: Hey, so one thing Tracks Plus does, I saw them actually in the news recently. They sell a lot of equipment to county governments and things like that too. Yep. So if you can control the budget, that's your guys. Those are your guys,
0: Chris Weems at Tracks Plus. Charlie, at the end of the day, the sports season is here. Today, later today, the first sporting event on campus for the 21-22 season. Soccer going to play later this afternoon.
1: Will you be doing that game?
0: Here at home? No, I'm not. Christmas- are you doing
1: soccer this year?
0: No, Anthony Craven and Chris Nasuti normally do soccer. Okay. Now, I'll get called over if Anthony has something going on, and I may have to do a, a match or two. Yeah, Early on when we first started the SEC Network Plus, I remember the first soccer match we did, and it was me and Wyatt, all right? And yeah, we didn't have soccer in Nana William. I didn't know a whole lot about soccer. Didn't know a whole lot about volleyball. You know the first volleyball match I ever saw in my life, I was broadcasting? Same with me. Exact
1: same. I mean so anyway and I love the sport. And I ran out of every cliche that I could develop <laughs> after with about we're ten minutes in. So why
0: we show up, and Wyatt looks at me, and he's laughing because I've got this notebook. I always put together a notebook when I'm broadcasting. That way, I can flip over. I know where the stats are, and so everything is is quick and right there. It, it makes you look like that you are prepared. So, in the back of my soccer book is three pages of soccer terms. You know the goal line, the pass line, the touch line. You know whatever, anything you can imagine as far as soccer. I've got it right there. I've got it all written down. And so Wyatt was texting someone that he worked with and said, hey, are you watching the match? I need you to let us know. And, and he was, like, coaching us through the broadcast, which was phenomenal. But soccer starts
1: today. I did the exact same thing. I think you were gone. I had to go do a volleyball game. And, no, it's a match, right? Is it a match? This volleyball game? match, yes. Okay, see – You can tell I'm still working on this, right? That's all right. So I've got the diagram of the court. I've got notes. I've got rules. But the other thing I had was I had a full, I had three columns written down of like cliches or sayings. (laughs) And so, you know, a friend of mine was watching just to be able to make fun of me. And we get, you know, to the first period, intermission, whatever it was, the first break that they have. Yeah. Okay. That one. And so I get the message, man, it's going great. I said, well, the problem is I've been through all three columns. (laughs) And now, now it's about to get tough.
0: The first volleyball match is Friday. Now I do have volleyball. I enjoy volleyball.
1: And I enjoy soccer, too. I you think know what I like about volleyball? It's quick. And to some degree, soccer. But I think volleyball, it's quick, but you know what you're in for. And that's the thing. When so you start talking about, like from a scheduling perspective, basketball, and I think men's basketball is going to be a lot better this year, by the way. A lot I'm better. I'm excited about that. But you know what you're investing you know, I've got this is two hours.
0: Now, let me tell you why I enjoy volleyball, and this is not a knock at soccer at all, because I think once you get into those sports, and you begin to understand those sports, because I always said, man, how can you watch a sport that ends two one or one one nil? You know, it's not 1-0, it's one nil. How do you enjoy a sport? But but once you begin to watch the sport and understand the sport. It's, it's really fascinating. It's kind of like hockey. And then volleyball is the same way. Once you begin to understand what you're watching, it becomes so much better. And Gardner Minshew's sister, Callie, plays on our volleyball team. And we're going to be better, I think, in volleyball this year. The thing about volleyball and the thing about basketball and the thing I like about the New Orleans Saints football is I know when I go in there, it's 72 degrees. Oh yeah, I think to me that's the great thing. That that's the great thing is I know when I walk in the door, that I'm not going to get rained on. That I know it's going to be 72 degrees. I'm not going to get hot. That's kind of why I, enjoy,
1: I really enjoy volleyball. You know what I surprisingly enjoyed watching though. I went to a tennis match one time. Tennis is also. The, it's you, not like TV.
0: No, there is more trash talking in a tennis match than there is in any sport played. It's. I was
1: blown away. Yes. I mean, people are screaming and yelling. I was like, "What? This is not Wimbledon." No, they're
0: yelling at each other. Yeah, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. But the sports season starts at home today. Of course, soccer played earlier this week on the road, I think, in Nashville. But they come back home and have their first match of the year here.
1: You know what I think is always cool about this time of year? This is the time of year that if you're outside towards the end of the day, you start to hear the band practicing. Yep. And that, to me, is one of those. You know, fall will start to just – I know it's still August, still hot. But you get your high school games. By the way, I know this show is focused towards college football. Nanawoya. Uh,
0: but don't tell me. Nanawoya,
1: like many schools. I oh, say in Mississippi, for those who are I know not where from you going here, with this in Mississippi, if your school goes virtual, entirely virtual due to COVID, you basically can't play during the period that you're virtual. You can't play sports. And what I told somebody is, I'm no expert on COVID. But if Nanawoya is going home and not playing ball games against Knoxipater and East Webster, we better pay attention to this stuff because that's not something that they're going to do. Uh, I well, mean, are, what are you? Are you ducking the Tigers this year? What's going on? No, that's are the problem. Are you ducking the Wolverines? No. What's East Webster. Are they the Wolverines.
0: East Webster is the Wolverines, and Nanawoya went virtual last week, and so they can't play the first two games, like you said, against Knoxipater or East Webster. Knoxipater had to have this happen to beat that away for the first time in, like, 28 years.
1: I mean, you're ducking the Tigers. What's going on? No, we're
0: not ducking the Tigers. We'll meet. You we'll, know, the
1: folks down at Woody's in knox We'll meet, are probably trash-talking the, we'll the meet, Warrior one-stop let me tell you. Let
0: me tell you this. If, if they want to play, we'll, we'll meet in the pasture by the Tallahaga Swamp on a Tuesday, <laughs> a random Tuesday during the middle of the season. That's what we're going to do. You
1: know, it's it's interesting <laughs> because here in Mississippi, we've seen a number of high school games get canceled. Yeah. But what's going on right now is most of the the cases that we're seeing, you know, the high school kids didn't get it last year. The good news for college people, that's one of the things that people are asking, are we going to have a full football season? I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to predict that we are. I'm not saying it's going to be without bumps and bruises. But the good thing about going on a college campus, they've all had it. Well, we've got good vaccination numbers. This is a complete
0: uneducated guess. I have a hard time. I had somebody ask me this the other day: How many, how many games do you think we're going to play? I think we're going to play all of them. Me too. I don't. I mean, I don't think. I, I think the vaccination rates are so high right now that, especially with with the college sports teams, I, I I really have a hard time believing you're going to see a whole lot of of movement like we did last year. You, hey, you went into a Wednesday last week last year and didn't know if you were going to play on Saturday. Man, look, we had the
1: team on the bus not knowing if they were going to Georgia or not.
0: Yeah. And so, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change a lot. And so, it, it's hard to believe that football is finally here. It's going to start hey, cooling, up, cooling off a little bit.
1: Yes, mercifully. Speaking, let me try this segue thing. You were talking a minute ago about liking volleyball because it was kind of always 72. You know where else it's always 72, Bart? Inside of Bank First. <laughs> That's exactly right. Golly, I knew where you were going with that.
0: <laughs> Inside the lobby at Bank First. Unless you're out on a golf course with those guys. And this gets a little hot right now. Are they taking you to play golf? I can't tell you that. Hmm. I can't tell you that. Feeling
1: a little slighted here.
0: Well, Moat Griffin, Marcus Mallory, all the gang at Bank First, they are a growing bank. You, in the banking business, you always want to, first of all, you want to work with somebody has a good rate. That's the first thing. They always have good rates. Second, you always want to work with somebody has good customer service. They have great customer
1: service. Yeah, Dennis Bach takes care of me here in Starwell.
0: Man, you just, you know so many of the great guys that work at Bank First. And you also kind of want to work with someone that that's kind of a growing bank that has, you know, kind of a good rapport. Man, you look at all kind of construction going on not just in the Golden Triangle, but in Jackson and Madison and Flowood and Hattiesburg and Tuscaloosa. They have a lot of them have a Bank First sign at a construction site. And so this these guys are just blowing and going right now and once again, thanks to our friends at Bank First for sponsoring Sunday Coffee. All right, Charlie, closing thoughts as we get ready to get into the mock week. We're inside of two weeks to go. I guess next Sunday when we get together, it'll be our final Sunday Coffee before the first game. So we'll start kind of diving in and looking at the matchups of Louisiana Tech and Mississippi State. We'll do that all week on our Out of Left Field show. We'll do that on our Friday lunch show. Are we going to call it Friday lunch?
1: No, we, we've got to work on that.
0: Yeah, we gotta work on a name
1: because I'm not committed to lunch because it could easily become a a morning, a late afternoon. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm just committed to a Friday ish. Okay,
0: so. I'm I'm more structured. I yeah. never thought I'd say I'm more structured than you are,
1: but anyway. Well, I'm non committal because I know how you work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to leave us some some open room here. No doubt. Yeah. Final thoughts. I thought maybe we could take a few minutes to talk about the. Uh, vaccine and mask policies in the united states maybe talk about the situation in afghanistan you have any thoughts you'd like to
0: no i i I don't hey we'll be back next week i'm not we're not jumping into this we're down the yellow line here okay yeah so what's your
1: take on the biden administration so far we're not getting into that we're
0: down the yellow line here we talk no politics we talk nothing. That's one of the things about listening to us. We're not we're not going to jump in and we're not going to to say anything that uh, that may offend anybody. Well, we say a lot of things that offend people. So hey, next week we'll be be back to offend you more.
1: Do you think we offended the backup quarterbacks?
0: Probably. I hope we did. We want a lot of fire we're just under. Pushing. It. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we're just hey enjoyed it as always. Thanks to our fine sponsors. Of course we're in the Farm Bureau Studios. Farm Bureau Go with a home team. They have agents in every county in the state of Mississippi. Their customer service is fantastic. Go to favorites.com to check out the best rates of any insurance provider. But their service is outstanding. And not only when you join Farm Bureau, you're a member of that Farm Bureau team. You get a lot of perks. I was actually looking through all the perks that I
1: get as a Farm Bureau member. It's pretty crazy. Can you you do the Matt Wyatt sound, though? You know, you just kind of say, go with the home team go, you know, Matt gets, he gets into that. Now. I mean, he, he like sucks in the gut and goes,
0: no. go. go with yeah, <laughs> Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. And so for Farm Bureau, Strange Brew Coffee House, Tracks Plus, Bank First, and of course for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bark Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on Sunday Coffee.